Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs a Podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I'm here with longtime CTB commenter and uh, recent publisher, uh, Write Down Euclid. We're going to call him RD. He uh, he wants to keep his name private to protect the not so innocent. So, um, can you hear me? I can. Yeah. Good evening. Evening. So uh, you you posted uh, your first. Uh, Cavs a blog article today got a nice reception. Um, I enjoyed it, and I felt like it was really prescient with uh, the kind of game that we saw from LeBron James today—a very um, dominant uh, LeBron James against the Indiana Pacers. A game that, despite um, you know some hiccups, maybe in the earth, they control. I would say they controlled the game for about eighty percent of the game. Had you know three or four possession lead most of the game. There was a brief stint in, was it the third quarter when, uh, when Indy took the lead back uh, for, for a short amount of time, maybe it was the early fourth. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, uh, I think it was on a Thaddeus Young three pointer. And, uh, and besides that, the Cavs uh, controlled the game pretty well. Um, some really interesting storyline tonight. The Cavs clearly won the rebounding battle, and a large part of that was because of a surprise starter, uh, Tristan Thompson, who probably, I mean, I don't think it's any stretch of the imagination to say that he had the best game of his season by a long shot. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, it's just like everybody on this blog's been saying, right? You got to play Tristan Thompson thirty-five minutes, and things are going to go great. I think uh, everybody saw that coming, and by that I mean no one saw it coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, Tristan Thompson, monster game, ten rebounds, fifteen points, finishing well around the rim, five of six at the line, uh, 
an enormous block of a Victor Oladipo shot, you know, above the square is how high that shot was late and 35 minutes kind of from out of nowhere. So it was, it was crazy. And uh, it looks like got uh, Tom Pestak joining us uh, or is his, his um, handle is here. YOLO rockets father. So yeah, Tom, we were just talking about uh, Tristan Thompson who got hooked up to the juvenation machine. Yeah. He he delivered that baby, lost a little bit of weight, and the fork or a movement machine. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I don't know about you, uh, RD, but Tristan to me looked noticeably thinner. I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. But I did notice. I mean, he was moving fast. Mm-hmm. Um, that block was obviously huge. Did you uh, see the block, Tom, I on did. the highlights? Yeah, I did. yeah, that was crazy. It was awesome. I, I haven't seen him jump that high in. A good calendar year. Yeah. He must have like one jump. Maybe it's one good jump a week because I yeah. did notice like when he was going up for shots, he was, I mean, seemed like he was struggling to get the ball over the rim on a few of those <laughs> shots. <laughs> Which has been pretty much his MO for the last year. I mean, maybe his whole career, but especially in the last, you know, this whole season, he has... I've never seen a big that has to gather below his waist every time. <laughs> he is the king of the naval gather. <laughs> totally. Uh, although the one, it was so funny because he got it on a really sweet feed from LeBron and he pump faked. And who was it jumped first? It might have been yeah. Bogdanovich. I know what you're talking about. He got like... <laughs> He made bad young yeah. jump and yeah. Sabonis and jump, just, I think. He just and then waited, waited until in. they were all like, out of the way. <laughs> yeah, but the crazy thing, five or six from the line. I mean, free throw shooting, a massive underrated storyline, kind of this playoff yeah, for good. the Cavs. I mean, 82% LeBron in at one five. point. Yeah, and 25 in a row. Uh, into this game, of course, they had to jinx him when he yeah. made twenty five, and then he missed the next one. It was irritating. Yeah, you but. know, I, I, one of the things talking about TT, one of the things I was most disappointed with watching Larry Nance Jr. was, um, he just didn't seem sure handed. Like a lot of balls getting on his fingertips that he wasn't really. Um, corralling both when it came to uh, post-entry passes and also just like offensive rebounds that it's like it felt like he should have had them and he didn't. And, you know, watching tonight, it's like, yeah, on one hand, he knew exactly where he needed to be, you know, with LeBron as the ball handler. So their chemistry showed. But the other thing was it just seemed like if anything was near him, he got it. And, um, you know, TT's been really bad this year, so it was great to see that. But it was noticeably different from watching, you know, Larry Nance Jr. trying to really, in my opinion, throughout this whole series, a lot of the Cavaliers have been unable to deal with just the physicality of the Pacers. And some of that's just it's just yeah. I remember that I remember uh, back in like 06, 07, I felt like the Pistons were basically cheating because they were just it, not physical in the way you think like Rick Mahorn, like, you know laying people out at half court, you know, while they're not looking, but just constantly grabbing, constantly, you know, pulling, shoving, just the way I've been describing it to people is it's like the Cavs are trying to play while they're in a swimming pool. It's just all. 
Well, that was that was the 2015 Warriors well, too. Yeah, I mean, you remember yeah. all those shots of them just grabbing yeah. TT's yeah. jersey, yeah, Draymond and... pulling LeBron's jersey off. Yeah, exactly. So you know, guys, especially I noticed with Larry Nance Jr., just did not have the ability to match uh, and just be a bully back. And tonight, you know, TT kind of was. He was like, "All right, I'll, I'll clear you out yeah. with my behind," and um, you know, he didn't have any. He didn't have any problem. <laughs> catching the ball, which sounds like not that hard of a thing. But in this series, it's been really hard for the Cavs to do anything um, interesting with entry passes. So everything's just been one or two passes on the perimeter or LeBron trying to be a hero. And that's just exhausting. So um, I tell you what, though. Oh, it is totally. One thing I was going to say, go ahead. Just to finish out this thought of like, you know, how physical it's been that, play that you know re- we really needed the uh Corver LeBron give and go Bogdanovich got a fingertip on that that was one of those yeah that that was pass. one of those plays yeah. where I mean if it's like a one hundredth of a second later that ball probably gets tipped and stolen you know it's it, it's a game of, and, it's a game and a of run inches yeah literally and, oh absolutely um I mean one thing Larry Nance I mean a couple comments on Larry Nance one thing I've noticed about him is he almost relies on his athleticism and his wingspan too much. Like he jumps for rebounds too soon instead of moving his feet, getting into position yeah. and jumping straight up. He actually tries to reach to get the ball all the time. And like just short little choppy steps to get himself in position to rebound would help yeah. him immensely. Like he just seems to try to feel like that catch radius just, enables him to get everything and it's too like you were saying too easy to bottom him out but body him out but the one thing he did do tonight he had about three different kickballs where he broke up the play with his feet which i thought was was kind of fantastic because it it, yeah go ahead the one thing i really liked from nance this series was his perimeter defense he, he really caused some trouble when he was getting out. Um, but then under the basket, he didn't seem to be able to either finish or rebound well. Yeah, and I, I think the strength of the Pacers definitely um, definitely got to him. Um, yeah, and speaking of his perimeter defense, yeah, they did a really nice job when they tried to switch on Nance, and he kind of gave up nothing out on the perimeter. I mean, you were getting a contested jump shot from a 6'11 guy if you were getting anything, you know, and that's not a winning battle for most most guards. And even though I think they did hit a couple, but but it was definitely he he had his moments. But Tristan Thompson, definitely a hero of this game. Um, I mean, obviously the biggest hero and you presaged this with your article, but LeBron James in the post, on the drive, from outside, at the line, you know, defense, rebounding, whatever the Cavs needed, 45 points in 43 minutes, uh, nine rebounds, seven assists, and a ridiculous, we, we need to get, I'll get out the true shooting calculator here, but he was, he was otherworldly tonight as he has been this entire oh, yeah. series. I mean, in that first half, he, I mean, it was mostly from that from yeah, outside. It seemed burying, like he, he was burying like eighteen foot jumpers in that first half. He was getting big men switched on him, and he just didn't rush it. And 
you know, when he when he has time and he sets his feet, he's a really good jump shooter now. That's definitely something that wasn't true earlier in his career. And you know, he hit a lot of like bailout threes in the in the second half where you know it's just like oh my gosh like the Pacers yes, are gonna do, they're gonna do it to us again and he would just like hold them off with some like off balance three he hit like he had at least two of them I remember thinking like it's did you see that one where Turner just got so frustrated yeah he just threw yeah, up his well, hands he, at the end Turner the look on Turner's face after the game winner um was amazing too he he just like yeah, he just like stayed oh, out the on previous... the court. Like that's that didn't really happen, did it? <laughs> <laughs> well, they they got a mouthing. Oh yeah. my god, they yeah. got that on. Yeah, yeah. LeBron's true shooting seventy one percent, which is ridiculous. Yeah, he's been, he's been <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, when you get with you know, you see guys like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get twelve points on seventy one percent true shooting. No, that's forty five yeah. points. Like it, it was insane. And they needed almost every single one of them. I mean, yeah, you know, Winhurst had a Winhurst had, had a great article though big, about how he was doing everything, and he he actually went to the locker room with cramps, and the Cavs um, built up like a ten point lead, and that really was the difference. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So to yeah to recap that part of it, so early in the or late in the fourth third quarter, LeBron left. Um went to the locker room and then they came out and the Cavs, George Hill uh, got going in that pick and roll with, uh, was it Larry Nance? Who was he, who was he playing the pick and roll with mainly? I think he did a lot with LeBron once LeBron LeBron came back. No, but when LeBron was on the bench, uh, because George Hill played a very large, he played 19 minutes in the second half. After I think, I mean, I think he did a little half. with Kevin Love because Kevin Love hit a couple of threes. Yeah, but um, yeah, he for the most part, one of those was a pick and pop, but I think the other one was just a swing from the weak side. And yeah, yeah. Kevin Love with a couple of huge threes also did a pick and uh, pop on the left baseline where Kevin Love just hit one, and then. George Hill just kept attacking Iraq. I mean, he got to the he got to the free throw line eleven times. I mean, you know, four of those were at the end of that game, but uh, before that, he was yeah, uh, what five for five? So or no, seven for seven before that. So yeah, and he got fouled on that three late by uh, Sabonis, who just was yeah. ki- kicking himself for for. Found him, but yeah, that stretch. I felt like a lot of t- it was what happens with the Cavs a lot of times when they play really bad teams that are missing their best players, and kind of LeBron James went out and they they all just seemed like they relaxed. Like Kevin Love probably got the three well, most open looks he, he's got. He was aggressive season. too. Like after he hit a couple threes, he went down on the block yeah. and just popped one in against some pretty pretty strong mm-hmm. you know defense. I think by. Um, I don't know if it was Turner or Young or both, but he was getting pushed off of the spot, and he just was like, you know what? I'm just going to go hard. He went aggressive. He just popped it right in. It was really great to see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, did you, uh, RD, did you kind of feel like that run was the key to Absolutely. the game? Absolutely. I mean, I, I was, it was amazing. You look at the box score, LeBron, obviously 45 points, but he's minus two. 
Um, so yeah, absolutely. If that run doesn't happen, if George Hill doesn't come in, I mean, we very well might've lost this game. Yeah, because they were really struggling in the early third. And all uh, the depot just going Yola Depot on them. <laughs> Yola Depot. God, that guy Dude, is he's a like rich, man. John that guy Wall, but is freaking ridiculous. Shoot. It's like he is so fast. It's it's silly. And he's and he's a guy that's like as fast as he is, it's like he's not he doesn't slow down at all with the ball. He's like just as fast. Well, yeah. and he's super strong. Like, he's a really good finisher around the rim. The other thing is, is like, the Westbrook influence. They talked a little bit in the game. And he has yes. that run into the three shot. Yeah, it's so well, he looks more balanced when he takes it Westbrook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's not as flat either. I mean, Westbrook th- yeah. shoots so many yeah. of those liners off the back of the iron. But he's, he's a great like, player. He's I mean, I know he's the guy, the he's the, he's the guy you wanted. Yeah, I know. I knew you were going to say that. I, I was going to well, yeah, but I mean, that's it took true. him six years yeah, to get true. there, but, too. You know, it really so, made me think because I was thinking you know, about the Browns draft, and I was like, "What were they? The Cavs were getting way too cute with that with drafting Anthony Bennett. They should have looked at Oladipo and been like, look, this yeah. guy was really good in college. He's a freak athlete, and he plays really hard, and he just goes hard. Let's just pick him. And you know what? Maybe yeah. he would have struggled just like he did in his career, but I mean, what we saw in college at Indiana, I mean, now we're seeing it again at the pro stage, like a dynamic player that um, is a difference maker. And I'm just, oh, yeah, yeah. On I'm both just, ends of the I'm court. worried about what the Browns just did. <laughs> but, <laughs> 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 we'll get to that later. Uh, yeah, um, I was actually, every time I see Oladipo on the court, I always think like he looks kind of sneaky tall. He's only six foot four, but yeah. he's actually got a seven foot oh, really? span. Yeah, I six four six five. Yeah, I mean he actually he's built a lot like Dwayne Wade. I mean I don't think he's as muscular, but he kind of has that same Dwayne Wade sneaky tall like that too, mm-hmm. and just really good timing. Yeah, he was he was a load. I mean, hats off to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the thing he was doing at the end of the game when I thought that was so good was he was basically knowing where the trap was coming from and just going right around it and just getting into his shot and the Cavs were kind of it was kind of a weak trap that they were taking bad angles because they kind of expected to just give it give it up like he had earlier and he burned him for a couple buckets uh when they he just basically went around whoever on the was on the right side of that trap I think it was either was probably Kevin Love and just just smoked him for a, a mid-range basket and yeah, I mean he he was ridiculous. Thirty points, twelve rebounds, six assists, two turnovers, three steals. Um, he's definitely a guy that. I mean, I it's hard oh, to feel yeah. like when they didn't consider, win that trade. You consider <laughs> um, the fact that he's played better than George Hill this year, uh, and he's younger. He hasn't had like a catastrophic yeah. injury. Um, yeah, and, and they, got they the have bonus. him locked up for a couple of years, right? Yeah, and and Sabonis is only uh, he'll be turning yeah, he, twenty two. He's impressive. Uh, I, in I like thought five Sabonis days. played a nice nice series. I'll be happy. Yeah, I mean he. I'll be happy sorry, not to watch Sabonis shoot another oh eight footer for at least. And that, another remember that one he <laughs> hit. That were he hit that so clutch one for a in game five too. You remember that? 
like where they just were like, all right, we're going to yeah. back off. And he was like, all right, you know, 30 seconds left, whatever. I'll step into it. <laughs> Tied up the game. It was. Oh, well, he was a monster. I did not game watch six. game six. I mean, Oh, game six. Yeah. yeah you kind of saw made that the right choice. In a weird way, Cause six. I just felt like Indy was going to be so amped up about the goaltending call and they were just going to kind of go nuts. And, and the Cavs. Yep. Yeah, that's like exactly right. That's pocket. exactly what I thought. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm trying to pull up the game log. I can't find it, but I'll find it shortly here. But yeah, I mean, let's look at Sabonis's uh, postseason stats. Uh, we're, we're, we're pretty good. I mean, 12 points, um, seven or five rebounds in 24 minutes of a night with almost 60% shooting. So, and then, yeah, he was a little cold from three, but yeah, he definitely had some big games for them. Game, game six, he was, he was pretty good. And I feel like every single game, um, except you know, at least the Cavs victories, they've had a different guys step up and kind of have a big game. Uh, game six, clearly only LeBron showed up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the Cavs definitely had their surprising contributors. I would, I think neither of us would disagree that George, none of us would disagree that George Hill oh, and yeah. Tristan Thompson yeah, were those were guys huge, tonight. Both of them. I mean, they don't win this game if they don't have both of those guys, in my opinion, because the drop off between like what they were getting from George Hill and what they've been getting from Jordan Clarkson and Rodney Hood is severe. It's severe. Uh, it's severe. Oh, absolutely. And and it's looking like they well, lost those trades. I, I mean, Larry Nance and George Hill have been good for them, and Rodney Hood and Jordan Clarkson like. It is just baffling everyone who's watched the Cavs all season that isn't named Ty Lu. Why Chetty isn't playing yeah. all those guys the, over those guys? I mean, it's just Jordan Clarkson makes well, the think, most of the you or someone said it best. Ty Lu doesn't play the players that give us the best chance to win. He plays the players said, that yeah he thinks should give us the best. Like like Rodney Hood should give us the <laughs> yeah. best chance to win, but he hasn't. And it's like, I don't know, it, it just takes him a while to, or or he just doesn't. He just. Yeah, Rodney Hood's line tonight seven minutes, one rebound, one foul, yeah. minus six. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just. I don't even know. What Jordan Clarkson, 0 for 4, one offensive rebound. And actually, it was a big offensive rebound, so I can't fault him too much because the Cavs got, what, two offensive rebounds in a row down in crunch time that let him bleed a whole minute off the clock, basically, from the four-minute to the three-minute mark, basic, basically. And, yeah, and Clarkson was that, one of those. Actually. So, <laughs> I mean, it was... I just feel like Clarkson makes the most bizarre well, decisions and Rodney with the ball Hood, that I've ever like, seen. I, I don't. He is always in the wrong spot. It's like I don't know if it's just the fact that the Cavs don't practice, but every time I'm watching, I'm like, why are you, why are you running into J.R. Smith on the like that? That doesn't make any sense. And then yeah. the only thing he doesn't want to, yeah, he just he doesn't want no, he doesn't want to no spot up and shoot. He wants to like come off a curl from like the right wing, take two dribbles and take an 18 footer. And it's like, look, first of all, that's just not a good shot in a vacuum. Second of all, that's just, that's just not a shot in the way the Cavs play. Like that's not part of their offense. That's not LeBron's not looking for that. No one else 
is doing anything that will contribute to that action. I don't know. But he that's like all he wants to do. And it doesn't help that he doesn't make any shots either. It's like if he was just sticking that, I'd say, well, you know, it is what it is. But That and he just seems the there yeah, on defense. No like, impact. No, he doesn't no make anyone feel him. Like he'll be sort of in front of people. And they'll just score like right over him. And it's like, oh, look, it's Rodney Hood. And he doesn't provide any resistance. He's just so skinny. He's so thin. I mean, it feels like between him and Love and Nance, we've got a lot of small guys. They're tall, but they're really small, and they don't know how to use their bodies on defense all that well. Yeah, and Clarkson's like the king of that. I mean, I feel like Clarkson weighs 140 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he just bounces off guys. And not in a good way, you know, yeah. not the way LeBron does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that, I, mean I, I was saying like the whole series, it just felt like rebounds were so hard to come by. We were never either we we're taking a shot too early and people weren't in position or they just couldn't get under the basket. And Sabonis and Turner just play so much bigger. It's I don't understand how Sabonis and Kevin Love are the same height. Uh, is they just the the. Pacers just face so much bigger and so much stronger than we did in the series. Yeah. Now, I will say I felt like Kevin Love seemed healthier that game than he had since before the since the beginning of the season. Then I will admit well, I'm a I mean, Kevin Love apologist. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm with but, you. I mean, he had a great season. It's not like he sucked all season and now we're like, man, Kevin Love, we knew, we, we told you. Like, It's like, no, he had a really good season. And he hurts his hand, and I think it was affecting him. Just, just, yeah. And games five and six, I mean, game six, he was abysmal. I mean, he just single handedly. Actually, there's a couple indie wins this season where basically, or this series, where basically he had awful third quarters and kept turning the ball over and pretty much just single handedly fed those pacer runs. Agreed, yeah. I mean, he was he was just bad at times, and if the Tristan Thompson that we saw today is not an illusion, it's like okay, well, you know, they can play that lineup again. You know, they can play Kev and Tristan and LeBron and you know Kyle Korver and Jr. No. or Jeff Green in that mix. But <laughs> well, I think, I think <laughs> to be fair, yeah. Lou was in a tough spot because I mean, I think. All of us were saying Kevin Love is not working at center against this team. Uh, And, I mean, what's your option? Nance, I mean, I just don't think Nance was the answer either um, versus their big I'll disagree with you. I I think Nance was good in this series till the last two games, but kind of never really knew what his role was. I I feel like of all the guys that responds poorly to Ty Lue's coaching, Nance might be the worst of it because he looked like the perfect guy when he first came and he just looks totally befuddled and frustrated and confused now every time he's on the court. Like he doesn't know what they want him to do. Next year they need to do the all-star game should be LeBron and then on the other side is the Ty Lue all-stars. And it's all the role players <laughs> that just could not figure out how to play in Ty Lue's system or lack thereof. That should that should be the All Star yeah. game, just him versus and those IT, five guys: Jay Crowder, Larry Nance, <laughs> Rodney Hood. Yeah, I. It, it is a long list of guys who can't figure out how to play with LeBron 
Uh, and part of that is if you're not a good outside shooter, you have a hard time figuring out how to play with LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, hopefully he can come back and have a bigger series in the next series. I, I felt like Nance had some really nice games early on in that series. And then game six was kind of a disaster. This game, he didn't play with a lot of force, but he still had a decent, you know, I guess he didn't really do much. Four rebounds. That was about it. One point. But, yeah, he got outshined by Tristan Thompson, and and thank goodness. Um, the other guy who we've all lamented the whole series had some nice moments on Victor Oladipo tonight, Jeff Green, or this afternoon, Jeff Green. Uh, I felt like he, the Cavs switching up who was Garden Green, and then especially, you know, or not Green, Oladipo, I felt like Green's size really got to him a couple times. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like he didn't do much offensively, but he had a couple clutch free throws and seemed like he generally played a good game, and the plus-minus bears that out at a plus-five. Yeah, and, you know, obviously it still drives me nuts that Jordan Clarkson gets under the basket, jumps in the air, and then, like, the <laughs> only guy that's wide open is Jeff Green. Design. And yeah. he's like, there's a reason he's wide open. <laughs> Jeff Green reminds me of this guy I play pickup ball with, and he's a really good player. I think he's in his 50s, but he's in incredible shape. But he shoots this three ball like Bill Cartwright, and he just stands outside and shoots this three ball. And he will literally take like eight in a row and miss every one and just keep shooting them. And once the ball gets to him, he never passes. And it's like if you can get him to go inside, he's great. But when he's just shooting that shot – it, it's just maddening, and you're like, no! And then he'll get on a tear, we'll make like three in a row, and he, and it's just like, you almost cringe because yeah. you know that means he just thinks he's going to make more. <laughs> he's 50? You know, that's like um, a thing kids that used to annoy Jared, me in like fourth grade would do. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were talking earlier, Rodney Hood is like, to me, yeah. Really annoying pickup player, Rodney Hood. Like the like, he would yeah. just drive me nuts shooting that jump hook all day. You know, it'd be impossible to guard, but he'd always lose. Like he just seems like that guy, that guy that has all the tools in his bag and can score anytime yep. he wants. Yet always is on the When team. we first got him, I'm like, oh man, he's going to be like <laughs> CJ Miles plus plus. Now I would be thrilled to have CJ Miles like. Oh, yeah, just straight up trade. Well, the funny thing is, is, like I was talking about, when he steps into his jumper, how gorgeous yeah. his form is. You know what I mean? Like, he has a beautiful shooting stroke, and he never, like, he has terrible footwork to even get set up for shot. Like, one thing Kevin Love does really well is he is, you know, basically cocked and loaded before the ball even gets there, so he can Agreed. get straight into his shooting form. Um. Rodney Hood is terrible at that. I mean, just it's just ah, it's maddening. And yeah, fortunately, J.R. Smith had another decent game. You know, yeah. speaking of three point shooters, yeah, uh, four of eight, yeah. which some oh of those were big buckets too. Yeah. yeah, yes, yes, he had a big bucket in the second and a couple in the fourth that were yeah, just like just, we definitely whew. needed that. <laughs> needed that. And, yeah, and 32 minutes, which might be the most minutes he's played this series. And I didn't see him complain actually a single time the entire game, which 
I think all of us, that was our biggest complaint. We're like, we know you're injured, but kind of man up and get back down the floor. And I think he seemed to have a much better body language this game. Yeah, they were in a much better headspace today, which I a little bit was not expecting because they seem to have been terrible in afternoon Mm -hmm. games. But I I feel like they got they got in a good mental space, and the the crowd was fantastic for that game, which helped a lot. Yeah, and that was games great when uh, when Tristan sat down the first time and Nance was kind of hyping up the crowd. That was awesome when he was coming in. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we talked a little bit about it before you got on, Tom, but George Hill, I mean, George Hill, 19 second half minutes, I, and they may have been straight. Yeah. It might mean 19 straight minutes that he played. He was fantastic. Yeah, it was. That was the George Hill we all thought we were he was, trading He for. was clutch. I mean, yeah, huge at the line, huge setting up the offense, uh, six big rebounds. Um you know, plus five on the game, just just a monster game for him. Kyle Korver, another guy who didn't shoot well, but his gravity opened things up for the Cavs, and that pass that he had, you know, that was probably the pass that sealed the game when yeah. LeBron kicked it to him, and he could have yeah. shot a wide-open shot, but he saw LeBron cut yeah, that and, was. and hit him perfectly, yeah, but even though, as you said, it was tipped. Bucket. <laughs> and, and, you know, Absolutely. I think that was a huge bucket, and it's What'd funny, you say, Tom? Uh, Indiana got away with a 24-second violation a couple possessions before that. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a so, terrible no call. And the officiating in that series yeah. was, especially in the last two minutes, which in the last two minutes, which was fully, you know, able to go to the replay, they never did. I mean, game five two terrible non-calls. The first one, the poke out of bounds by uh, Thad Young. And then the second one, the LeBron, the uncalled LeBron goaltending, which, you know, had Indy up in arms, but, you know, by the book, wouldn't have mattered. It would have been a one-point victory for the Cavs instead of a three-point. Right, right. You, you know, that it would have changed the way they defended. So, um, And we, we, we haven't even talked about the shot that won game five, which sparked your article, uh, RD, and uh, <laughs> was a shot for the ages. I mean, it was almost a mirror image. Uh, you and I were talking about Tom. Oh, you were? I was at that game. Oh, wow. Actually. You were at the well, 2009 the game or at the game yeah. five? Were you at 2009 or game nice. five? Oh, in 2009. Oh, wow. That, yeah. was, that was one of the most emotional yeah, that was a, that moments was a of my Cavs fandom. 2009 shot. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. Oh, isn't this? Yeah. Tom, isn't this the one you said you live that you play that series I, I in do. your mind? I do. It haunts me to this day. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I'm no longer haunted. I, I would have been haunted if the Cavs had lost this series. I would. I feel like, okay, that I honestly feel like Indy was a ten times tougher Maybe. matchup. I don't know about ten times. Then Toronto might be tougher. is going to be. I mean, we said that. We said that in the uh, well. Yeah, playoff, I mean, I feel like the preview. A lot of us were like, Indy could be the worst. I mean, we had a podcast too, and I know I said it. And yeah. I think you guys agreed with me that Indy might be the worst yeah. matchup. Now that was before you know we we didn't really believe in Philly at that time, and I think we're all appropriately terrified of them by now, but. 
Um, yeah. Back then, we were like, yeah, Indy's a bad matchup. They yeah. play us really well, and we don't play well against them. And Yeah, I don't know, though, because yeah. what I worry about is, like, I feel like we went into some series in the past like that. We're like, oh, this is a bad matchup. I think the Pistons a couple years ago, we felt like that. And then we just kicked it into gear and blew them. I mean, there's tight, but we, we went and swept. I'm worried because I think we knew Indy was going to be tough, but Toronto has a much higher ceiling than Indiana if they yeah. get it going. So I don't know. I'm not I'm not quite as optimistic about this series as some other folks appear to be. Yeah, and you know, Demar as good as Victor Oladipo as is as a scorer, Demar Derozan is just as good. He's not as fast, though, and if not a little bit sneakier, that. in that he can. No, but he's he's a little craftier. But yeah, I'll agree with you. He's not as fast, and but he is crafty. But I think it's going to depend on whether we. Uh, I guess we're kind of shifting gears a little bit, but um... yeah, a little bit. I mean, we can we can. But let's let's close out the game. I mean, I, I feel like the one thing that helped the Cavs, uh, a couple things helped the Cavs. Miles, Tur- Miles Turner fouling out yes. with, what, about eight minutes left in the yeah. game? Sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, trying to climb LeBron's back and then, you know, it was a borderline call, but you put your hand over a guy's shoulder to get a rebound, you're not going to get a call. That, that That's a call that goes against you a lot. <laughs> And then the other uh, Bogdanovich, after being super hot early, I kind of feel like they figured out how to guard him a little better. Like, remember how they were just doing terrible closeouts, always closing out on the right side, not making him go left because he is a terrible left hand. And that he was one for nine, one of seven from three. Um, you know, they got really lucky at the end of that game when they sent a triple team after Oladipo and Darren Collison got a wide open left corner three and he missed it. Um, You know, and I felt like that was the only real super significant defensive breakdown. I mean, obviously they, at least from the perimeter, uh, obviously they can tend to lose the role man in the pick and roll. Uh, I think they're the worst in the playoffs at that. But as far as defending the three, they did a really nice job that game. Um, any other kind of stuff? Well, I know your big thing, RD, uh, Lance's dances. <laughs> um, a couple of things. One, so, I mean, when we were talking about George Hill earlier, uh, the one thing that was disappointing is he still yeah. hasn't seen his three-point shot come back. And there were, there were I think, yeah. one of those shots, the game could have blown wide open and he missed it. And I was actually looking this up. So, do you guys remember what he was shooting from three? He was like leading the league when he came over from Sacramento. Forty-five percent. Yeah, forty-five. And get, do you know? Guess what it is now? Or like not now? Now, but guess what his Cavs version of that is? Okay, what is it? Yeah, I yeah, believe it. Thirty-five yeah, percent. He's not so that good. 10 and the thing is, well, it's a big difference between that. No, and well, 45. thirty-five is terrible. Well, that is true, but if you listen to everything from before the trade, he was basically just yeah, but he was still making, like only you know, shooting like, when he was yeah. wide open. It it's not like he was only like up like one three point shooting numbers. I mean, he was making a couple. No, I know. Well, he was making about one point five, but yeah. Yeah. The other thing, and we don't have to 
spend too long on, but I don't know if you guys caught this, the uh, dig. I, I was pretty surprised uh, Jeff Van Gundy's dig at Tristan. No, oh, yeah. about, about like him. Yeah, yeah, did you catch that, Tom? His shot was straight and true, and he's like, yeah, that's a good meta. <laughs> that's what Tristan Thompson <laughs> should be, is straight and true. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised. I mean, that's kind of was like, wow. for, uh, for NBA <laughs> broadcast, I thought. Well, especially for kind of a geek like uh, Van Gundy, who always kind of seems to be above the fray a little bit. But was it Van Gundy that made that comment or was it? um... It was Van Gundy made it. And then uh, Mark Jackson was like, I see what you did there and I respect you for it or something like that. (laughs) And of all the people, Mark Jackson, who has not been a choir boy off the court, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Or even off the sideline. <laughs> That's an odd yeah, comment. I was surprised to hear that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> I think I was lamenting the fact that Doris Burke was not oh, in the booth I, and Mark Jackson was. When? Yeah. When? Are, I mean, I thought I read something that was like Doris that implied she, she was, was going to be a part of that crew, but I haven't seen her yet. Oh, well, well, okay. Yeah, technically, yeah. I, I would vastly prefer her to oh, Mark yeah. Jackson. <laughs> I don't mind Mark Jackson at Mark all. Mark Jackson like, is I one of my he's, least favorite. I think he's a good compliment I, to, I, you know, Breen's a pro's pro, and Van Gundy is, like, you know, obsessed with fouls and, you know, you know play, you know, a little errata. And Mark Jackson's like a – Stupid things like that a, have nothing to do with what's like a typical going on NBA in the coach. Like, let's yeah. hustle, guys. You know, he doesn't say anything really interesting – yeah, he just like talks <laughs> basketball. You're absolutely I don't, I, right. I don't mind Mark. I, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think Van Gundy annoys me the most because he has no sense of the moment at all. Like he's a smart guy. I don't. I like listening to him in the podcasts moment. and stuff yeah. I, a lot, actually. But I mean, the fact that Kyrie hits like the greatest shot in NBA history, and then and then he just starts talking. About, and then he just starts talking about something. Yeah, I knew you were going there. I don't know. I like I like I actually like Van Gundy because I mean I just think he calls BS when he sees it. Like I think that same right yeah. around that same time that game, Tom, he was yeah. like talking about how the Cavs got to get into their office sooner, which you could just press. Yeah, a button I mean I agree. I think he has good series, instincts, but, but he um, also can't help himself. He has to comment on every foul, like whether or not it really was a foul. And it's like, dude, you know we get it. Like they're gonna get some wrong. <laughs> You're not always right either. Why do you feel? Why do you? Yeah, yeah right, this is like this how is it is with him. NBA it's like every every live. single charge call, he will comment on whether it was really a charge yeah. or a block or a no call. Every single one. <laughs> yeah. No, and the funny I know. thing is, I like, even the yeah. Cavs home announcers are like yeah. not yeah, that they, bad they about their it. Spots a little bit. You know? <laughs> they they will let things go. Oh, I think I I have listened to a lot of, you know, as you watch on NBA TV and you get these other, you know, league pass stuff and you hear some of the other local. AC and Fred are as good as a local broadcast team as there is. I'll say with an exception because I caught I generally agree with you. There's some I mean, there's some rough ones. And I think people, even non-Cavs fans appreciate AC. Um, But I caught the Knicks feed of the last our last away game there. 
and Breen and Frazier are fantastic. Yeah, well, yeah, good. but that's part of, but that's Mike Breen too. Breen. Yeah. Breen's and it's yeah. all Frazier. So, I mean, that's, that's a good yeah. pair right there. Those guys are in a class. Yeah. There. That's a, that's a great pair. Yeah. And I've been, who did the thunder yeah, game Fratello's the other day? Uh, was it, it was Fratello, you know, <laughs> Fratello's great. I love <laughs> Fratello. He did. He take the honor from Marv Albert. <laughs> Well, no, they used to. I they yeah, and they, they didn't like that game together. Remember when they always used to do the games together? Was it who? Who was the guy that Fratello? Which, well, really yeah, we like won't Fratello. get into that. Was it that <laughs> Iron uh, Eagle guy? Yeah, <laughs> isn't there some clip where he's like telling Fratello Eagle? off? <laughs> Like it, like during a broadcast, and Fratello's like, "I don't know." I'm sorry. I will have to find <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. I think they're, they're doing yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard like that one. We'll have to. We'll have to see if we can dig that up. Yeah. It, so it looks like if you Google so that, the there's something two, there. Sorry. sorry I mean <laughs> oh no! I was just saying I did a quick Google, and that that's a thing. We'll have to look into. It wasn't oh, okay. fake news, Nate. Fight like old so the final two guys I want to bring up. It was Thad, not uh, the final Thaddeus. two guys. My boy, Thad Young, Thaddeus yeah. Young, uh, one of the five yeah. greatest and players ever to score twelve points a game. <laughs> they play exactly <laughs> eight hundred games, and <laughs> yeah. Along, along with Larry Bird a and a couple other random exactly. people. Yeah, solid series for him. You know, uh, almost eight boards, 11 points, uh, but a little weak from the three-point line, 28%, and 39% from the free-throw line. So definitely struggled there. So Thad... Um, I'm glad Thad wasn't a superstar. And then the guy who is the kind of the lightning rod for the whole series, uh, who oh, apparently was Lance jawing with LeBron already? James's family the entire game. Yes. Lance Stevenson, born yeah, ready, he, he uh, not, a monster, minus 19 well in 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that is the good and the bad. I feel like Lance... You should double his minutes when he's at home and have them when he's on the road. Like he just is not. He's so much you better. Think a guy in like Lance when he's kind of after something like this, off the crowd, just goes home and cries and thinks like, "Man, I really am a failure." Or do you think he just has no self awareness and he's like, "I'll I'll, I'll get him next time, man." <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, he has none. I watched a, a post game with him tonight. It was actually like really mature and like gave the Cavs and LeBron like well yeah I mean it's kind of like how the really Japanese well. he, gave he was the very, Americans props after um, we like destroyed their country like at a certain point you just sort of <laughs> have to right <laughs> wow that is a uh, that is a that's an analogy yeah, no, yeah I was about to say I Tom mean, went nuclear well, but maybe I should I mean <laughs> Like, oh, what is he wow, going to say? Was, I mean, how many times good. can you possibly lose to LeBron before no one's going to take you seriously anymore if you're still out here talking smack about how he's not any good and he's nothing and all this stuff? 
Yeah. I feel like Lance's long lost cousin Deshaun. Well, I feel like he yes, never actually turned Deshaun his. He was always retired still NBA and... champion Deshaun Stevenson. And how did he get his champion championship? That's right. That's right. When LeBron, when LeBron the Mavericks, I'm guessing. Here, here's the quote post game. The quote post game. I want to give it up for Cleveland. The whole series, they kept their composure. They earned it. They're an excellent team. <laughs> and then. Uh, at real Cavs fan, Lance Stevenson <laughs> earned his five timer jacket today. Five times being beaten by LBJ in the playoffs. <laughs> well, yeah, you can get one. Of, everyone in Indianapolis can get one of those jackets. Yeah, and he had you know another foul again today after the whistle, clocking LeBron on the head, and he's gotten away with more contact on LeBron than maybe any player ever. I, he's one of those guys. I do not understand how he doesn't get kicked out of more games. Like him and Draymond are the yeah. two. It's like, who does he have pictures of? <laughs> but I mean, he just knows how to bait refs. It's insane. So, yeah, I and I, and I think we can close out the series with that. I mean, this indie team's going to be really dangerous if they get another scorer. But right now, you can handle them. But you know, one more wing or one more really good power forward and. They're a little scary. I think all these young teams in the would, East would you guys agree with that? Pretty scary, pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, uh, I mean, Indiana, I definitely think they're headed the right direction. Uh, How they keep losing? Just, I don't even know where to start with them. But yeah, they're uh, so talented. Coach. I don't yeah. know how they don't. Um, it Boston, feels like Milwaukee is like ten deep, and they just don't <laughs> win. I don't know. Yeah, we were oh. all terrified of them. We were terrified the of them. Like we're like, oh, they're going to challenge us for number one seed. It just hasn't happened. <laughs> you want to talk about a team that just doesn't play its best players, though? It's Milwaukee. I mean, the fact that they were given Shabazz Muhammad, the fact that they even picked him up and they were giving him a run, uh, you know, in the last two games, who Shabazz Muhammad, probably the worst plus minus player in the league over the previous two seasons. And, and yet somehow they think they can make a player out of him. It's just, just baffling. You know, it's they, they're another team that doesn't trust its analytics department. So I don't get it, but we will see. I feel like they desperately, if they could get a really good coach and like one more shooter, and I also feel like uh, yeah. Bledsoe is just the absolute yeah, because wrong point he's guard not team. a shooter, and Giannis isn't a shooter. You're right. Yeah, he's a slasher. Yep, you're right. Yeah, he's a slasher. Yeah. And a lot of people well, were saying Delhi, they were playing so much better when Delhi was at the him, point. Was like minus twenty four in eleven minutes in game seven. <laughs> so <laughs> edit oh, that yeah. out. Edit that out. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, and even yeah. though he, oh, to yeah. me he had the play of the playoffs so far with the uh, well before LeBron's game five shot, <laughs> but with the scoop and layup with as the seconds ticked off the clock. But yeah, in the in the Boston series, but yeah, it's uh, a Milwaukee. So yeah, let's take you through the obviously lost to Boston in a series that I thought they were the better team, but they just cannot figure out how to get the ball to Giannis in the right situations down the stretch. And 
you want to talk about a team that needs a third option well, between him and Middleton. How's that not it's, to it's Barry that Parker? Of course, the Cavs are doing it without a second option. <sighs> Jabari Parker, he just he's still coming back from that Achilles, and he's he is overweight. <laughs> you know, Joey. he still looks pretty uh, pretty uh, Ruben esque. So, yeah, he's just. Yeah, he's a he's big, a big guy. guy, and he doesn't look like he's in great shape. And they don't have enough shooting from the perimeter. I mean, when your best shooting guard is still Jason is he, Terry at forty, 40 whatever he is, that's not good. Really? Oh yeah, I think he might be forty-one. Yeah, I mean, Chris Middleton he can shoot. Oh, he was phenomenal. Series, and you know, one of the after game five, or I did a random thoughts episode or article, which basically was what if, you know, and somebody had brought it up. It may even have been you, RD, um, who said, you know, what if the Cavs had traded from Middleton and Brogdon? How good would they be right now? I mean, oh, man. They would be pretty oh, good, but is, unfortunately that didn't happen. So I think, yeah, Zach yeah, Lowe had a tweet, here. which I think pretty much summed it up. Um, so Giannis said, we thought we were the better team. Unfortunately, we can't move on. It's a good series, but I think we're still the better <laughs> okay. team. And Zach Lowe goes, I mean, if they're not better than Boston now with Hayward and Irving out, Smart missing most of the series, Brown out most of Game 7, Milwaukee has some pretty yeah, fundamental exactly. problems, which I think is a And I think statement. that's part of the problem that they think they're better than they are. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're kind of a paper yeah. tiger, so... But then the uh, so Boston versus Philly, you got Philly. a pick on that, guys? Five. <laughs> How many games? Six. Yeah. I'll, go, I'll go six. I'll go six. Five, really? I was going to say five or six. I'll go I five. feel like, well, for one thing, you're going to have Aaron Baines out there popping. Uh, Popping and beat in the in the mud. They don't need as much as They won like thirty straight so games without him. Yeah, well, I'm not arguing with you. I, but yeah, I feel like that's going to be going on, and I don't know who they have that can guard Simmons. Of course, you know that's you a question for every team. In the you league mean thirty the next point per game years. superstar Marco Bellinelli? That's the guy you got to worry about. Oh my God, it makes me so disgusted. They got those guys for nothing. Yeah, well, but we've seen those <laughs> I mean, guys before. Just... Like they're, you know, they're replacement level players, and on this team, they're like the second coming of Ray Allen. It's unbelievable. Well, yeah, I mean they're. But the other thing is, stats, they're replacement level they're players not... on a team where they can't move the ball, and there's not three other good offensive options on the team. The thing about Oladipo and uh, not Oladipo, why did I say Oladipo? Uh, Bellinelli and Ilyasova is if you've got three other, three or four other really good options on the court with you, which the Sixers usually do, all, if all those guys have to do is make open jump shots, it, that's brutal. <laughs> I mean... They're fantastic fourth and fifth options, third, fourth, or fifth options, you know, because you, you can't balance the floor with as good uh, as of offensive options as Philly has. I mean, 
you, what are you not? You know, if you don't double Simmons in the post, he's probably going to score on you. If you do double him, he's going to pass it. You know, you've got uh, who's there? Robert Covington. Covington, who's yeah, who's a yeah. pretty good three and D guy. You know, and then you've got yeah. JJ Redick, who's just you know when they run that screen with Bellinelli and Redick, who do you Cavs guard? Spell, uh, Redick. You know, yeah. oh Redick, oh yeah, he'd be like yeah, a younger he, Kyle Corbin. He's just he comes off screens like better than anyone. Yeah, he's like well, he's like Corver five years ago because Corver yeah. now is slower than he was then. Like everything Corver does now is based on like. Yeah. Perfect footwork and fundamentals, but yeah, he's just like Corver times one point five in terms of speed. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's. So this is pretty surprising. Huh? I was gonna say so. In the last series, Bellinelli shot thirty seven percent from three. Ilyasova shot thirty five, and Redick shot thirty five. Yeah. So it's not like they were absolutely lighting it up, you know. Yeah. So every time I yeah, turned it, it looked on, like, like they, they, were going they looked bonkers. like I tended to watch mm-hmm. the end of games, which seems to be what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they look. I mean, they look like the Warriors out there. I'm telling you, quarters. I think Boston yeah, will win the series. I I think at least six. I think it'll go at least six. Because um, Boston will junk it up. They'll throw some stuff they're not used to seeing at them. Um, but the other thing for Boston right now is health. I mean, Brown's hurt, Smart's still coming back. Um, you know, that that's a tough thing. I don't know. I, I'm picking Philly yeah, and Philly six. And what six. about you, Tom? What about you, RD? I get, I'll stick with five, five okay. just to keep it interesting. I mean, I think this series is going to tell us really how much of a disaster <laughs> Milwaukee is because Boston on paper had no business even yeah. being in that series with Milwaukee. So we'll understand. I mean, is well, he's, Brad a, he's a good coach and I think he does black really magic well. or do you think if those, if those two coaches had traded rosters, I have no doubt Milwaukee would have won that series. Oh, well, I'm sure. I don't know. I do think. I mean, I'm starting to wonder if certain coaches do more with less and less with more because it seems like you give Stevens, you know, just scrappy physical players, and he does well. I I mean, we'll see if he can. What I mean, maybe yeah. You just well now you add superstars to his team, and they're going to be way better. But I don't know. I mean, he had kind of a superstar. Isaiah Thomas last year was really good and teams could, you know, figure <laughs> out how to cut off the head of that snake. So it'd be interesting if going to like ISO heavy guys like Kyrie, um, if they're, if it's going to be like a four, well, I mean, they're going to be better. Or are they going to be like a billion times better? Like the conventional wisdom when you just add people on spreadsheets, like, I don't know, maybe, but I don't know either. I mean, I, I've liked everything I've seen from him as a coach so far. Yeah. Going back to his college days. I mean, you know I wanted him to be the guy yeah, they hired. He was a great Mike college Brown, coach. So. If Gordon Hayward uh would have made that half court heave, it would have been the greatest yeah. shot in basketball history. He missed it by about two inches. Yeah. Yeah, that was Yeah, that yeah. was one of the best games I, I ever saw, actually. 
mean, if if the sum can just equal the parts with Hayward and I, Kyrie coming they back, can, that yeah. that team is terrible. They still got another draft. Yeah, they have year, uh, don't Phoenixes, they? don't they? Yeah, I th- or, I so. they have someone's. Mm, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. We'll I'll, I'll go look that up. So, so out west, um, I mean, are yeah. we picking Golden State, Houston? For the final, I mean, I feel like that Rubio injury is really going to hurt Utah. Yeah, they just don't have the depth to run yeah. with the Rockets without Rubio, and and Donovan Mitchell, like you said, going to be an MVP candidate next year. He was ridiculous yeah, he was. in that first round series, and and I was borderline rooting for Oklahoma City just from the Paul George. He's got to be out of I there, mean, right? After Durant left, everyone's like, Westbrook's got to be out of there, right? And then he signed like a billion-dollar deal. So who knows? Yeah. Did you hear the comments immediately after uh, how Mellow City's oh not coming gosh, off the bench? No, <laughs> no really? Oh, yeah. Come on, Mellow. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm sacrificing already. <laughs> like, if you can't see him, sacrificing my twenty eight million dollars next year. Yeah, you know he's opting in. <laughs> I was just thinking today, like it's such a testament to, because um, I was telling my wife about how LeBron has this like Navy yeah. ex Navy seal that goes around with him to fix his back <laughs> to, to his training, and like it's such a testament to LeBron. You look yeah. at Melo versus LeBron at this stage in their career. And, yeah, but, I mean. Mellow is just worse. Yeah, and you remember the funny thing is Mellow yeah. has always been doughy. You know what I mean? And LeBron yeah. has never been like you could say a lot of things about LeBron, but doughy has never been one of them. <laughs> <laughs> like he has all even when he was lean, he looked like he was in peak physical condition. He was just a different kind of cut. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that comment on that. I mean, I just don't get it. That was that was pretty bad. And they're stuck with him too because he's got like a twenty. Oh yeah, twenty eight player out. <laughs> so, and I hope OKC yeah, fans enjoy another yeah. year of Mellow. Yeah, and yeah, and then in the Golden State series, I don't think I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like I I want. Uh, New Orleans to draw that out against them, but New Orleans has never yeah, played them. Yeah, you're right. These are getting swept by him. And they just seem to Yeah, and they just seem to figure out how to beat how to beat uh that team every time. But you never know, New Orleans just gotta win one or two in in Golden State. But also, did you see the free throw disparity in that first game? It was like no. thirty two to eleven for Golden State. It was that that could be tough to overcome. So So yeah, I think you're gonna see I'm I'm picking both those series in five. Yeah, it's probably safe. Five or, five or six. I mean, he, yeah, but I'm, Houston will have its one brain fart game. They always do. I, um, I mean, that really and is then, probably the NBA Finals right there, or it should be Houston versus Golden State. Yeah, it should be, but with LeBron James, you never know. I, I, I'm pretty confident <laughs> that the Cavs are not going to win the title this year. Well, I'm going right. to disagree with defiant, you, Tom. Defiant. Opposite. I'm going to disagree wow. and say you're not confident. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm, you know I'm a homer, well. if there ever was a homer. I do know you well. So, um, so Cavs, Raptors. Um, 
you want to you guys want to go yeah, through the matchups okay so we got the center spot for the raptors you got jonas valanciunas and then uh jacob potal off the bench for the Cavs, who do you oh, think yeah. they start oh, tristan yeah. do they start no question but they tr- but sorry, go ahead sorry go ahead I was gonna say, isn't with Toronto when we really like to play Love at five because then they can play Valanciunas off the court when that goes like hasn't they that like strategy to. with them? Um, they they did it this season in the regular season, but I mean that's what concerns me against the Raptors. If if we can't get Kevin Love back to form, our normal game plan against them is a little bit thrown yeah, out. Yeah, I mean i I would start Kevin Love at the five to start. And if that's not going anywhere, I would bring in Tristan Thompson fast. But they may not do that. I mean, the other thing that changes that equation a little bit, who's the power forward for Toronto? Yeah. Ibaka. Ibaka. I feel like Kevin Love plays Ibaka a lot better than he plays. Um, Dad Young just has his number for whatever reason. Um, And I always... Kevin Love is really good at getting a Baca off his feet and drawing fouls on him, and that that's probably an advantage for him. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them run him at the four some, but you never know. I agree. I mean, I think Ibaka isn't nearly as physical as or that smart. young, but it'd be interesting <laughs> to see if – oh, yeah. It would be interesting to see if Toronto got the memo, though, that you just got to beat up Kevin Love inside and he – Starts stops being effective. Yeah, I, well, or you know, break his thumb ligament. Yeah, right. Or pull his shoulder out of his socket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the ways to beat Kevin Love. He, they should make a kids' toy that's yeah. like a like break Kevin Love. <laughs> Somebody like, did. It was called ways. a voodoo doll, and it's been yeah. working. Um. <laughs> so, who do you think has the advantage at center, Tom? The Cavs play Tristan, uh, or not the Cavs? Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna call that one for yes. Toronto. So, at the power forward spot, is that Kevin Love? Is that LeBron? Who who plays the yeah, four? Kevin Love. Does the Cavs have the advantage there. Or is it a wash? Uh, they're gonna need to have the advantage there if they want to win the series. Okay. Yeah. So Agreed, at yeah. the three, we're all gonna say Cavs advantage yep. LeBron. Um. Even though, and that's a huge advantage because that's over. DeRozan, who's their best player. Mm-hmm. So the two sorry, go ahead. But no, I mean, they no, the yeah. Two, they they kind of play DeRozan at two. They start that rookie with the weird name at the three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that guy. It's so, That's I, who it's they play. with an O and a G. He's the OG. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> That's literally his name. O G. Uh, okay, I'll I'll look it up here. I, I this is the episode where I'm not even going to try and guess because I'm I, I've just accepted my incompetence with names. names. Yeah, you know OG, I mean. his name is OG OG Anu Ananube. Yep, or Ananubi. His name is OG. I forgot about that. <laughs> Told you. OG or is it Og? Like Og Vorbis? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's OGG. Yeah, you're right. Nice, Nate. I know my lossless uh, audio. Yeah, you do, man. That's awesome. Um. Anyway, uh. Yeah. So Aga Newby, 
but then they kind of roll with whoever's hot off the bench. I mean, Fred Van Vliet usually closes for them, right? Yeah, they like that Van Vliet guy. Hey, pride, pride of the Shockers. The who? Wichita State? The Shockers, Wichita State. Oh. Uh, it's my grandpa's favorite team, so I got to. And I have a ton of cousins who either went there or are big fans. So Really? Yeah, my dad's whole family's from that from area. Wichita? So. Wichita. In the home, far from this opera. The home of uh, Boeing? Or who makes their airplanes in Wichita? Cessna. Cessna. Cessna's yeah, out there. So. Boeing was out there, but yeah, Cessna's got a big plant out there, so. Very cool. Yeah, there's a there's three or four different air plants. Anyway, um, so with the the one, so I'm gonna say it's a wash at the two, with uh, Kyle and or not Kyle, uh, Jar yeah. Smith and Auganube, and then at the yeah, one probably... you've got George Hill versus Kyle Lowry. And that really is gonna be the matchup to watch because yeah, when Kyle Lowry is on, man. Do the do the Raptors bust up the Cavs? And when he is bad, he is really bad. So we'll see if we. Uh, I thought you were going to say when Kyle is on, are they great? Yeah, but they the Cavs, Cavs always <laughs> seem to have his number. Like the Cavs seem not to, always, but yeah, exactly. but enough to win series more often than not. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and then go going to the yeah, I mean, bench. Uh, Sorry, did you want to comment on that? I was going to say, I, I, it's, in the past, we've really been in Lowry's head. Like, I remember, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, like, Lowry was just like, he made some weird comment after the series, like, oh, they're just so good. I want them to go win the finals. Like, yeah. it was, like, really nice, but very, like, very bizarre. Yeah, I think he has gotten in, uh, I think the Cavs have gotten in his head for sure. Yeah, I'll agree with you. Man, I seriously want to know. I seriously want to know what Lance Stevenson is doing tonight. Like, is he just like partying? Like, yeah, you know what? I'm rich, whatever. Or is he like just sobbing? And I think he is completely oblivious. He's probably playing you in Rocket League right now. Well, I'm beating him. So, (laughs) well, he hasn't had a good day. He might be on the phone. He could be on the phone with Lance Stevenson. (laughs) What? Oh, that's right. His brother's name is L A N T Z. What? Okay. Lance Stevenson's brother is yeah, Lance, Lance, but Lance. instead of a C, it's a T Z. That's not a real thing. Yes, is it? it's a. No. It is. A yes, thing. it is a thing, Tom. So his parents named one of their kids Lance, and the other one Lance. They just spelled it differently. <laughs> yeah, the dad. It's almost Lance like here. having a mellow With and this. a la mellow. Oh my gosh! Much like the Ball family. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So is the dad with a C or a T Z? Okay. C. (laughs) Man, that dad really likes himself to honor himself twice. (laughs) Well, it's almost as good as George Foreman. You remember George Foreman had like seven kids named George. Even like the girls. (laughs) Yeah, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. But they're getting well, that grill he, fortune when he dies. So he did sell a lot of grills. He did. He is a billionaire from grills. Fat, fat burning machine. I don't know if he's a billionaire, but he's worth a lot of money. He's not a bill. He's not a billionaire. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. He's a, I don't think he's a billionaire. But maybe he's a 
Grillionaire. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I couldn't help myself. Remember that I, rapper? I, I remember that, remember sorry, that rapper, Chameleonaire? Remember that guy? What was his name? Chameleonaire. I don't yeah. remember him. No, he, he but had I like one rapper. He had like one big song. I want to be a chameleonaire. So, no, that's <laughs> wow, we're, we're falling down a little bit. So, Nate, you were taking us to the uh, bench. yeah the bench. The yeah, Raptors. so I'm I'm definitely gonna give the bench to Toronto as well as their bench has played in the regular season and played pretty well against Washington. Yeah, I mean, not that Washington's bench is any good, but Washington's bench has traditionally been awful. Yeah, did you hear the John Wall comment? Just like, oh no, oh, he, something they need a center is what he said, and it's like, Wait, what, a straight, did he, what did he say? We need a more athletic center, which oh. is just a straight dig on uh, who's their center, the genie. Oh, um, Gortat, Gortat, which is a straight Gortat. dig on Gortat because Gortat was basically you know subtweeting him half the season when he was injured, so. Yeah, yeah, that team's a mess. They are a mess. They yeah, should trade. Wall. They should trade Wall. They should see oh. like if the Cavs want him. Oh God, I would hate him on the Cavs. I'm, I'm Maybe. with. Uh, but we would, we would have, we would have hated J.R. Smith on the Cavs too, and that worked out. Yeah, but J.R. Smith can shoot. True. That was one thing J.R. Smith did that. That's true. It's a good point. And J.R. Smith is not a diva the way that John Wall is a diva. Uh, not anymore. He was a diva. Yeah, but LeBron put him in his place. I don't yeah. know if John Wall has that in him. I don't know if LeBron did. I think maybe getting married did. He seemed to kind of slow down a little bit after he got married. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is? Is Remember when we will give you a Mon Shumper, but you've got to take J.R. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And Shumpert's and working on his rap career now? Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's doing this summer. I'm sure he's going to be real good next well, season. Well, don't quit your day job, Shump. That being the rapper I'm career. Sure his day job's got about a year left. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they're loaded on the bench, especially at the big spots. I mean, they've got uh, Siakam, Jacob Podol, uh, Lucas Nguera. Um, oh, I like how you uh, pronounce that. In the, my, in my the native tongue, Alex. yeah. And my little Alex Trevec there. Yeah. <laughs> Jeopardy answers. Uh, I call it the NPR. The NPR. Yeah. Oh, nice. Or my, um, favorite, my favorite is um, like classical music on NPR because it's it's not Bach. It's Bach. It's like every guy's saying. It's like, okay, we get it, right? This is America. <laughs> you can just, like, say Bach, right? That's, like, what yeah. we say. Nope. Yeah. I, I mean, the Raptors, I mean, they they kind of reverted to them old sel- their old selves a few times in yeah. the Wizard series. <laughs> what were you laughing about? Tom? I'm just laughing how... Um, RD is like, oh, I know what part of the podcast we're getting into here. I, I need to try to save us. Uh, yes, apparently our reputations precede ourselves. 
No, no. I just, I just don't know if you, or is there going to be like a full on <laughs> series or do we have to do it? Right no, here, I, right I now? feel like we, 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 we got to, uh, we got to do the series preview. So yeah, I mean CJ Miles, another huge shooter off the bench for them. Um, that they have a really good bench. Fred Van Vliet. I mean, the Cavs bench has got to play better. It's just all there is to it. Now, you know, as we all discussed, we don't think Toronto plays with as much force as Indy, right? Um, but yeah, the Cavs bench has got to play better. I mean, Rodney Hood's got to give them something. I mean. Jordan Clarkson's got to give him something. Um, I I do feel like I don't know is uh, is Calderon playable in this series? Yeah, I mean he's been playable most of the year. Yeah, he just yeah, but I don't know. Like, there's something Lou knew somehow because we were all like, "Hey, Calderon, he's like the key," and then he was not good against Indiana. Like somehow Lou knew he had that. one good know, game. If you want to give, credit, I feel like, like that is kind of Lou realizes that if he plays regular minutes, like he is maybe good for a game a week. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's just he's old. He's it he's takes slow, a long time to recover. He's not physical. He's not a good defensive player. Yeah, I mean he's an okay team defender, but teams have realized they can just isolate on him and go after him. And then you just can't have him and Corver on the floor at the same time either. Cause then they just figure out whoever that guy is guarding, put him in a pick and roll, get him in an isolation and then score, you know? And, and fortunately I feel like Toronto doesn't have a lot of good ISO players. So I feel like they can play a little bit more team defense. I mean, you look at that team, probably the best ISO player is, um, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, DeRozan. and you'll see a little bit from Lowry, but that's not as much of his game. He's more pick and roll. And But DeRozan, yeah, I, I feel like you probably can't start Kyle Lowry, or not Kyle Lowry, Kyle Korver, because they'll figure out a way to get DeRozan on him and just beat him. Although you can use Kyle Korver to double, so... Yeah, I mean, I don't mind starring him as if you can get uh, uh, if Kyle can start on OG. Although I don't know how well OG rolls, and if if, if he's got a lot of bounce, then Kyle may not be able to keep up. But just, I trust Jr. on DeRozan is where I was going. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's kind of be kind of the story of this playoffs. Is I mean, you look at the matchups and. What did we say? Basically, the Cavs had two out of the six categories we evaluated. So LeBron James has got to be that much better than all the other Cavaliers' deficiencies. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, two two wins in a wash to three wins for Toronto. So, I mean, on paper, Toronto looks like they could give them every... But the Cavs play them really tough. And the Cavs kind of had their number this year, had it the last couple of years. And yeah, they have a deeper bench, but nobody on that bench really scares me. I mean, the one thing that scares me is their ability to get offensive rebounds. And that's one thing the Cavs have got to be better at. I mean, Larry Nance has got to get better defensive positioning. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm picking Cavs in six. Or- Wow. All right. 
What about you, Tom? I I, I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> I, I'll go. I'll go. Cavs in six too. Okay. You, I'm I'm gonna stick with you, Nate. <laughs> well, you just didn't want to argue it, or what? No, because I I mean it's as good an idea as anyone. I mean I I don't know. I, you don't know. I mean this. You don't know where you're getting game to game with this Cavs team. Let alone. I was. I was pretty sure the Cavs were going to be doing some switch flipping and they were going to bust up Indy. And I mean, they're lucky they won that series. Like, right. They are lucky they won that series. To be fair, though, I mean, they did flip the switch on uh, defense. They did. They, well, they did some. They, they, I'll give them credit for making adjustments, but I mean, it was some gimmicky stuff, you know? Yeah, but. Hey. It worked. Yeah, but there were some really good offensive players in that series. Yeah. I mean, J.R. Smith was not the J.R. Smith we saw in the regular season. And yeah, in this, he was getting burned at times. He had his, but he was an order of magnitude better defensively than he was in the regular season. I mean, J.R., regular season J.R. was as, about as checked out as LeBron yeah. in Miami. Yeah. So, I mean, it's in true. South Beach. Yeah. And it did affect. It actually affected his offense. He was playing defense so hard at times in that series. Yeah. So, um, hopefully that keeps going. Jeff Green, you know, Jeff Green, who's ten times better guarding guards than he is guarding well, bigs. The problem is Jeff Green really excelled this year. Anytime the Cavs played like up tempo, yeah, and they just don't seem real interested in doing that in the postseason. So. Well, you can't do it when you're playing LeBron 46 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just Yeah, I guess he only played 43, only 43 tonight. Do you know he set a record for minutes in a seven-game series, I read? Did he, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Not surprising. Or it might have been a, a you know, a game, a first-round series. But, yeah, I read he set a, a record for minutes. But that, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Let's see how many minutes he had. What he averaged in the uh, in the playoffs here. He averaged forty-one. Well, he couldn't have set a record because he averaged forty-one point three last year. So forty-one point two in the first round. That doesn't seem right. That it was maybe a- maybe it's just total minutes, not total average. Minutes. Yeah, total minutes. That's right. Yeah, because it went seven games. Yeah. Total that minutes. Sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, he was he played a ton of minutes. Yeah. So I mean he played two hundred and eighty minutes. That's some guy's minutes total for the season in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was uh definitely a great series by him. Um I don't know, any other big keys to this uh Toronto series? Uh RD, do you do you have a pick? I, I actually had Cavs and Six. Okay, as well, well uh, I just I worry a little bit about going on the road trying to win that game seven. I mean, those fans are going to be as hungry as Indiana. Yeah. And I think I mean, even though LeBron's owned the Pacers, he's owned this specific Raptors team yeah. too, and those guys. I mean, they may Kyle Lowry may jump off a bridge if they don't win yeah, the series. Seriously, I know. Yeah, Kyle Lowry's kind of getting toward the downside of his career. Definitely not yeah. the player. I mean, it's hard to believe how old Kyle Lowry is at this point. Well, he's been around a while. I mean, 
32. Yeah, I mean, he's the same age as LeBron, uh, which... I didn't realize he was so much older than DeMar DeRozan. I thought they kind no, of... No, because he, he was in Houston for a long time. Yeah. He was in Houston, and then he was almost out of the league. Uh, no. Yeah, he was. He was almost out of the league. He kind of came to Toronto as a throw-in. I think that's fake news. <laughs> so, yeah, he played that one season in Memphis, and he was only scoring seven points a game. He was on three teams in 2008-2009. Wow, you're right then. Yeah, and between 2008 and 2009, he was on three different teams and then uh, ended up in Houston. I think either Memphis cut him or he got traded again. But yeah, he 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 kind of figured it out in Houston, but then went back to Toronto and he only scored twelve points a game in his first year in Toronto, and then he just kind of started turning that it on. So yeah, it wasn't like I mean he had some bad seasons too. I mean he had some seasons where he was shooting twenty six percent from the three point line. So Yeah, so he got much better at shooting threes. Yeah, and that that and distributing the ball too. So yeah. so yeah, he was he was a pretty rough player uh when he was young for a time because he was an undersized point guard. Yep. Yeah. So always been a gritty defender though at the PG spot. Yeah, and I just feel like at his age, um at his size, it's just it gets harder to overcome uh, when you're only six foot. So of course, you know, LeBron is proof that you can do anything at 32. So, you know, cause he's, I mean, are we all agreed LeBron's playing the best basketball you've ever seen from him? Um, not athletically, but yeah. Oh, oh, total package. Yeah. yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, defensively he doesn't get five, you know, two, three chase downs a game, but He's managing. No, he, picks, the, he definitely picks his spots yeah. defensively, but yeah, just in terms of like what he can do right now. I mean, he's the best player in the league right now. I mean, it's just oh, great, yeah. which is At insane. Least. Yeah, insane. Uh, yeah, I mean, just he's he now he's got this ability. I mean, there's something about not necessarily like the game winners because those are I think always a little bit iffy, but he's just got this ability now when the other team starts to make a run. Where he can, he's just going to calmly take a three, and you just know it's yeah, going. Yeah, he, he doesn't. Yeah, he's a pretty clutch these days. Yeah, and the one thing, I mean, you could kind of see it in that game six. You can tell when he's frustrated and doesn't think his team can win that night, and he will just throw those give up threes. It's like get me out of here threes. Yeah, <laughs> he was doing it at the end of the third quarter in game in game six. So yeah, yeah, he's gone from picking his spots to picking his games. Yeah, to play. yeah exactly. Seriously. Playoffs yeah. mode, LeBron. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, we, I mean, I don't. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, like, my big thing with him is like, I don't know, like, how much in control he actually is. Because sometimes, like, don't you just wonder a little bit, like, is he Phil Jacksoning everyone, and like, he's literally trying to get the team to get it together all the way to Game Seven if it means they're gonna grow, and he's just like, really still hanging out in seventh gear uh, on the way to 10. Like it, I just don't know how much of this he's masterminding versus actually <laughs> out of his control. I, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I, know. I feel like he is the coach 
for that team, the GM for that team. I mean, I am sure that he got his guys together the night before, did something, got them all loose, you know, got in everybody's ear, you know, told them we got this, you know, because that was a confidence Cavs team we saw today. And, you know, yeah, they pick up that confidence from LeBron James, but they definitely had a calmness about them and a resoluteness that was a little bit unexpected with the way that game six went down. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. I thought, man, this is going to be just like those other games. It's going to be close and they're just going to get worn down and they finished strong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think we all talked about with him on the bench and then, yeah, I also felt like the Pacers kind of succumbed to the Cavs' pace a little bit. They they slowed it down too much. I mean, I do think whether they were fair or not, the foul calls really did disrupt Indy much more than Cleveland. Um, I mean, I don't want to say it was necessarily unfair, but that that really seemed to keep them out of rhythm, get them really frustrated. Yeah, yeah, they got Honestly. a little too frustrated with the refs, I think. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think the guys, the Cavs acted like a team that had been there. Um, although the one scary thing being, uh, Kyle Korver not showing up in another critical game. Yeah. Which is serious to be a little bit of a trend with him. Well, he's another guy. He's 37 at this point. I don't know if he can play regular starters minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Although they were doing a really good job of tracking him down, too. Like, he did not have a lot of air to get shots off. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he missed. And he did have the best plus minus. Yeah. And, but he missed some, he missed some shots. So, um, yeah. I, so, yeah. So, uh, I, I feel like we've beaten the playoffs to death. So, anything to pitch, guys. Tom, anything to pitch? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I don't have a lot to pitch either. I was uh, in Washington, D.C. with uh, eighth graders for the last half of this week, and, and that was fun. Um, I will say the museum is awesome. Uh, the National, uh, if you're a Catholic, uh, go to the National Basilica in D.C., our Lady of the Immaculate Conception. Um, uh, the biggest, uh, Roman Catholic church in North America now. So absolutely gorgeous. Uh, we went to, that was one of the cool places we went to. We went, DC is amazing. Uh, and, and if you're in DC, check out the whiz at the Ford theater, which was a hundred times better than we thought it was going to be. So the Broadway revival of the, of the whiz, the, uh, African-American influenced wizard of Oz, uh, kind of remake for for the Broadway stage. It was excellent. Cool. So yeah. Good stuff. Any R D anything you want to pitch? So if you Google Lance Stevenson <laughs> one of the uh results is a YouTube video of Lance Stevenson with a Z dunking on his teammates. And you click on it and it's literally like a bunch of five year olds playing basketball. <laughs> That's fantastic. So that I I recommend everybody look that up. Um, Okay, (laughs) there's actually a whole series. Lance Stevenson playing on his first basketball team. What is this? Um, (laughs) I watched the post last night. That that was pretty good. 
Speaking of the museum. Yeah. 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 So recommend well, that if well, you guys haven't seen it. I have not. Uh, I will, I will check it out. I'm, I'm looking forward a little bit to movie season coming up. Uh, I want to go take my wife to see um, the new John Krasinski movie. So, Oh, the scary one. one? Were they yeah, on the, the scary one. All time? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember what it's called, of course, but that's kind of par for the course with me. And then I'm, I'm, I'm lamenting the new Avengers a little bit. I, I kind of, I'm, kind of don't want to see it i kind of think it's gonna suck but anyway (laughs) i i don't like those big i like more personal stories these big sprawling blockbusters can get to be a bit of a mess so yeah yeah although are you even into those at all tom those marvel comic book movies okay well never mind i am watching i am in the middle of watching the movie silence right now oh with the monks the scorsese yeah yeah that yeah yeah. Wow, we are three really boring older guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and I don't even know how old RD is, but anybody that would watch Silence has got to be over 35. Well, I mean, so I mean, I'm actually not, but I'm getting there. Um, but I mean, it's Scorsese, so you got to give it yeah. a shot. I don't know. The whole premise of it just sounded like the most boring thing I'd ever heard of. It's not boring, I'll say that. Okay, so the premise is... Two uh, are they Jesuit monks? Yeah, or Jesuit priests? Yeah, they're priests. Uh, go to feudal Japan, basically. Yep, and kind of live in captivity. Is that kind of how it goes? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're they're hiding right now. They haven't been caught oh, yet. Okay. But yeah, it's bad news in Japan if you're Catholic. So. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of wanted to punch Andrew Garfield in the face the whole movie. <laughs> Was is that the? He's the main character. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big Andrew Garfield fan either. Yeah, I think that that was my thing. Is it was just a bad cast, and I don't didn't really like him. Andrew Garfield, the previous Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man number what two? (laughs) Spider Man, yeah, the Amazing Spider Man. So yeah, interesting. Speaking of, it all comes back to comic books. It all comes full circle. So anyway, it has been a pleasure and we will see you next series. Um, I'm sure maybe late next week we'll have a podcast, maybe after the Thursday game. But yeah, that was a heck of a series. And I mean, I was nervous as heck before Daring and even a little bit after that game. So I'm glad we get to see some more Cavalier basketball this season. That's probably the the biggest thing I'm thankful for. So, as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs Podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.